Say goodbye to things scattered, stressed, and the last minute scrambles to fund your real estate deals. If you're ready to stop chasing leads, endlessly connecting on Facebook, social media, and Zoom, just to pitch your stuff to anything that moves and breathes, listen up. The Daily Investor Lead Flow is finally here. This tool has forever helped us pinpoint where to focus our capital raising efforts and where to free our time and energy. Head over to dailyinvestorleadflow.com to discover how much of a game changer it can be for you. The Daily Investor Lead Flow literally changed everything for us. Now you can finally have the opportunity to take back your time and get your life back. Remember those times you reached out to investors and heard nothing back? Those days are coming to an end. This tool will zoom out, highlighting all the gaps. It will also zoom in, removing all the guesswork from prioritizing your efforts. Plus, it will help set clear expectations for your business and ensure that your capital raising strategies are assets, not liabilities. Don't wait, take the daily lead flow by going to dailyinvestorleadflow.com. That's dailyinvestorleadflow.com. Your future self will forever thank you. Did you guys know that Wall Street has single-handedly brought up a huge portion of single-family housing, leaving the rest of us SOL, simply out of luck? Yeah, that's right. In fact, by 2030, mega corporations like BlackRock could own 60% of single-family homes. Not only that, but by offering 20 to 30% more than asking price, these mega corporations are edging out normal people like you and us out, creating a nation of renters. So what's behind this Wall Street takeover and causing this housing affordability crisis? Scary stuff, right? Hold up, because this might not be what they appear. You see, believe it or not, your mom's Facebook feed or the latest tweet from X is probably not the most reliable source of news. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. 10 years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom or the lifestyle you deserve. Scary headlines like those foreshadows, the impending doom of home ownership reminding us of Y2K crisis and the end of the world as we know it. But not to worry because we have your back and in today's episode, we'll dig deep into those eye-catching headlines and uncover the real story. Plus, we'll dish out tips on how you can use this info to your advantage, especially for yourself and your investments. Think about it this way. Homes aren't your typical investment. Sure, there are 100 million homes in the United States, but most of them are occupied by homeowners who aren't looking to move anytime soon. So when you discuss companies purchasing homes, we're not really talking about this massive pool. The key stats to focus on are the homes that are actually up for sale, not the entire amount of homes out there. Do you guys remember when Taylor Swift bought her multi-million dollar homes? She's not flipping those properties. She's living in them, enjoying the space, probably with her new bro, and likely not planning to sell any of them soon. Similarly, when we talk about companies buying homes, we're not talking about Taylor's situations or the millions of other homes occupied by people who aren't looking to move. These are just buzz around famous houses hitting on the market. Those are the ones who get caught in the stir and shaping the real estate discussions. So who's pointing fingers and why? Well, for a start, it's always easy to point a finger to cast blame, isn't it? We will be the first to admit we aren't the biggest fans of Wall Street, but that doesn't mean we can blame them for the weight gains or the discontinuations of Volkswagen Beetle. I want to blame them for the weight gain part for sure. <laughs> Honestly, like it or not, the real corporate here is social media. Lately, social media has been buzzing with unverified statements blaming Wall Street for surging housing prices. Catchy headlines light up your feed with striking claims of like 44% of houses are getting bought up by Wall Street, sparkling wildfire-like spread across social media platforms since early December 2000. 
2023. Adding fuel to the fire, our friends at Congress joined the circus with Democratic lawmakers energetically proposing bill to curb or completely prohibit hedge funds from entering the market of buying single-family homes. It's very dramatic and edgy, but we want you to know, is it true? Do Wall Street big shots like Blackstone or BlackRock, commonly confused, truly have a huge chunk of single-family homes? Let's look at the number. Statista says there's about 144 homes in the United States. As of June 2022, the Urban Institute estimate that large hedge funds and big investors own around 574,000 single-family homes. People love to blame BlackRock, but if you do your homework, you'll find that BlackRock actually manages 10 trillion of clients' money, most of which is publicly traded stocks and index funds, not real estate. Blackstone specializes in alternative assets, but even they only purchase around 25,000 homes, which means they aren't even the top five player in the space. You can do the math, but for large hedge fund, the percentage owned is less than 0.04%. And while certain pockets of country might be witnessing more institutional investor activity in buying up homes, when you consider the entire U.S. housing inventory is not a significant portion overall. We want to play the devil's advocate here for a second and point out just because it's a small market share doesn't mean it's not contributing to rising home prices, just not in the scale that it's made out to be. Because a picture is worth a thousand words, to dive in even farther, we want to share our chart by our friends at Frederick Mac. Even if we toss in the iBuyers, they only represent a tiny slice of the entire home buyer scene in the USA. We're talking seriously small here. Those institutional home buyers, the ones grabbing over 100 homes a year, they didn't even hit the 2.5% mark when we look at the data going back to the start of the century. There's just a blip on the radar, hardly making a dent in the big picture. Take a look also at this chart. We'll link that in the show note from John Burns Real Estate, which really drives the point home. You'll notice that the percentage of home purchases made by major investor, those with 1,000 properties or more, is actually quite small. For the longest time, the main players in buying have been tier one investor, the ones with one to nine properties. In fact, the average is just three to nine homes. So here's the deal. The viral tale about Wall Street snagging 44% of single family homes in 2023 total nonsense. The crew with over a thousand properties, they barely scratched their surface, making up just 0.4% of the market share in the second quarter. It's like saying a drop in the ocean is taking over the whole sea. Remember back in grade school when teachers warned us about pointing fingers? Well, they would say that when you point one finger at someone, four points back at you. The lesson they were trying to teach us here is that the loudest blamers often deserve some blame themselves, even if they aren't fully responsible. When it comes to the housing afford crisis in the United States, the real finger should be pointed at the U.S. government. They played a significant role in this mess. In the past 19 months, home prices skyrocketed due to the Federal Reserve continuous increase in interest rate, 11 hikes in total. This led to home mortgage rates more than doubling in record time, making it incredibly tough for first-time home buyers to afford a home. It didn't just affect new homeowners, though. Even retirees wanting to downsize found themselves unable to afford smaller homes. This disruption has shattered the usual pattern of buying and selling homes that we've seen historically. But it's not just mortgage rates that are suffering. Zoning laws are partially to blame, too. It's been over a century since the government introduced single-family zoning laws. Would you believe that around 75% of land zoned for housing in American cities is strictly reserved for, guess what? single-family home. No space for anything else. No multi-dwellings, just single-family residents. And check this out. In certain suburban areas, they got a farther step by flat out making it illegal to build apartment in most residential zone. Not only that, but they've also played the let's make those blocks bigger and add more heights requirement game. And the outcome, it leads to construction of larger and larger single-family homes. Think of those McMansion, while seriously restricting options for smaller, more affordable housing. 
On a more upbeat note, have you heard about the Roman Empire trend on TikTok where women ask men how often they think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> well, we're thinking along the same line. We're thinking about the saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. As investors, it's become pretty obvious that investing in new or almost new multifamily properties is a smart move. The truth is the housing affordability issue is only going to get worse. And if you check out this chart that we'll leave in the show note, you'll see something striking. The difference between home mortgage costs and rental expenses have never been more huge. This is why we keep on talking about having a rock solid investment plan. We're all about putting our money into stuff that holds its value. You won't catch us jumping to the fleeting craze like the bored apes MFT. We're after the basic things as crucial as air and food, and that definitely includes shelter. With all that said, we want to point you out that Wall Street isn't always at fault, especially when it comes to U.S. real estate. And now that you get this, come check out how we leverage other people's money to buy large multifamily apartments, complexes, think 65 units and above. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast.